Welcome to the Nativist Podcast. We tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist podcast. This is a special episode. This is an increasingly relevant topic, and it's increasingly urgent that we talk about it. It might be uncomfortable, but it is crucial that we open up the conversation, open up the channels for people to feel open and comfortable talking about it. And it is about mental health. We get into everything from anxiety to depression to suicide. Yes, these are some heavy topics, but I guarantee at some point in your life, you will have some sort of either firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand experience with these. And it is affecting millions of people more, I think, than even know. And I think that it is key that people know how to view it and frame it and perceive it and talk about it and approach it and address it. And we will help guide you with how to seek treatment if you personally are dealing with it. We'll help guide you with how to approach the topic if you are not knowing what to say to someone you know who is dealing with it. And I hope this helps at least one person. I hope this opens up hearts and minds. And if you are finding yourself resistant to viewing it as a legitimate issue, I hope that this changes that. I hope it at least opens your eyes to different ways of thinking about it. Sydney is beyond brave to share her story with anxiety, with depression, with suicide. I am in complete awe of her for how having the bravery and the courage to share her own personal experience, that is tough. And I really want to honor her and thank her for sharing her experience, her insight, her light with everybody. She does this to help other people and that takes guts and a beautiful heart. And She definitely has both. So thank you to Sydney. I hope this helps and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. This podcast episode is super special, not only because this is the second time that we're doing it, because we had technology issues before. When we say we, I mean me. But this is an uber important topic that is timely, that is increasingly prevalent and important in our lives and our culture. So I'm here with Sydney Hammond, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and the topic. So Sydney, take it away, sister. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm Sydney. I am 22. I am studying psychology at Idaho State University. I'm currently in my last year, so that's been super fun. Um, I have been born and raised in Pocatello, Idaho, so from here, and that's how I know you. Go Pokey. Go Pokey. (laughs) And yeah, we're going to be talking about mental health and Um, basically the stigma that goes along with that and um, precautions you can take and um, suicide awareness um, all of those you know taboo subject oh my god (laughs) all of those all of those taboo subjects that um, people don't really like to talk about or people don't know how to talk about. exactly that too 
which makes them even more important to talk about oh, and to yeah. have these conversations. And we'll get into the stigma that surrounds these topics and the discomfort that surrounds these topics. So first, tell us, why is this subject so important to you personally? So on a personal level, um, mental health has always kind of been a big factor in my life. Um, I first started realizing that I had anxiety and depression when I was 16. Um, so then I went to a therapist, got help for that. Um, and I've been seeing a therapist, you know, since I was like 17 and I absolutely love it. And, um, so I've been dealing with that my whole life. Um, I, you know, I, my dad, bless his heart. I love him. He's been dealing with depression his whole life. Um, so, you know, just as a daughter watching that, that's huge. Even though you're dealing with it yourself, watching it affect your family members is another, a whole other deal. Um, and then, yeah, so I've just kind of been, it's just been a very prominent thing in my life for a long time. And I think after certain things that I've done and seen, I, it's, I know just how much it needs to be more talked about. Yes. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And there are so many ways that we could go with that too. Nobody is immune to mental health issues. It's not a reflection of your strength. No. And it's hard to see people that you care about struggle with it. It hurts. And especially parents too. Oh, yeah. Because you're wanting them, or not wanting them, but sometimes they feel like they need to be a source of strength for you. And then they don't necessarily address their mental health issues for themselves. And then also it's hard to watch that as a child or a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. Watching anybody struggle with it is hard. And it's just a hard subject to talk about. And sometimes it's hard to know how to broach the topic with people Mm -hmm. if you see them struggling with it or if they come to you with issues. It's hard to know what to say. And we'll get into that, too. Yeah. And also, um, first of all, let's talk about resistance that you might encounter when you're talking about, let's say, your mental health issues. Oh, yeah. Sometimes people deny it. Oh. Sometimes people dismiss it, downplay it, all of that. Oh, so let's talk about that. So yeah. Much. I, I think one of the biggest things is people downplaying it, you know, like, oh, it's not depression, you're just having a few bad weeks. And then a few bad weeks turns into months. And then months turns into years. And people are still telling you, you know, you're okay. You just need to get outside more. Or you yes, need more exercise more. Exercise or eat healthy, which are all great things. Absolutely. Obviously, like, you know, take care of yourself, your physical self. But your mental self is so different. It is. You, you can't, you know, you can't cure uh, um, mental health disorder with sunshine and and when those endorphins an subside, <laughs> yeah, when those endorphins like, subside, then the issue is still there. Oh, it's because still there. Because it's a chemical imbalance or yeah. whatever, whatever other contributing factors. Yeah. And so it's something that needs to be holistically addressed and fully um, addressed and treated. Yeah. No. And that's yeah. That's the hardest part with when wanting to talk to people. You really do face that resistance and other people not knowing how to talk to people they're like scared of the resistance yes so they're like okay well if i complain about this are they going to look at me differently right then you're scared of how you're coming off or who you know what you look like to other people and that's right that's one of the saddest things with mental health because 
We shouldn't have to worry about that. We're already struggling no, so much exactly. with things that the last thing you should have to worry about is, oh, and how does this make me look? Exactly. Like, if you have a broken arm, you shouldn't have to worry about how it will make you look oh, if you seek treatment. Like, because yeah. bottom line, you need treatment for whatever your wound yeah. or your injury is. Yeah. And the last thing that you should be worried about is how it will make you appear, appear oh, or what people will think of you. And it's hard when you have a legitimate concern or issue and you approach somebody with it, especially if that takes a lot of courage to approach them with it, which it often does. Oh, so much. And then to be met with resistance yeah. or denial. It's so hard. That's it's, hard. It's been like a big, that's been one of the biggest things in my life because I've, you know, I've met so many mentally strong people and I have so many mentally strong people in my life. And while I'm like, you know, that's great for you and I am so happy for you. It's also, it's not a real thing for a lot of other people. Right. And so it's just, you know, you've got to, when people actually do reach out to you, you've got to listen and you yes. can't put up that whole resistance wall that we're all so scared of. Exactly. And I think it's truly a sign of strength if you like muster up the courage to reach out for help. Oh yeah. And a lot of people feel like they need to have it all together it and they don't years. want to reach out. Yes. It took me years to oh. actually be like, oh I want help. Yes. Like, I don't want to just, you know, because I thought my depression, I was just like, this is stupid. Why am I always feeling this way? And then I was like, oh, that's, this maybe isn't normal after a couple of years. Right. Like, this, right. This, this is, something is wrong for sure. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, but it, it yeah, it took me forever. Oh, I'm, I'm like, so glad that you finally got treatment oh, for it. Oh, yeah. And it's still an ongoing thing. You know? Oh, yes. You reach out once and it's not like that's the end of the story. No. You don't, you know, you don't go, hey, I need help and then go to one therapy session and you're fixed. You don't take a Z-Pack and you, then you're done. And you're done. Yeah. You don't, like, you know, take one antidepressant and, like, hallelujah, you're saved. You know? No, it's, if only. It's such a, if only. I would it's a journey. Say, it is a journey. And honestly, you do... So much self-reflecting in this journey. Which we'll talk about is Which number we'll one, is paramount. Oh my God. And let's say that you do face resistance from people. Try not to. It's hard not to, but try not to take it personally and yeah. recognize that it's not necessarily about you. Yeah. There are so many contributing factors to that resistance. So let's say that people, let's say it's your parent, yeah. parent or parents. Often they feel like they need to have all of the answers. Oh, and yeah. so if they don't... They kind of just want to brush it under the rug, sweep it under the rug, yeah. deny it, dismiss it, downplay it, ignore it, um, and or they feel like it's a judgment against them. Oh, that's the biggest. Because it's a reflection of how they raised yes. you. If you're not happy, it's um, their lack of success or it's their failure. Oh, that's not it's true. So it's nothing to do with them. I know that's such a huge thing for you know parents or even grandparents. Yes. They're worried that you know oh my daughter has a mental health disorder oh my daughter or son tried committing suicide and then they're not worried about their mental health per se as much as they're worried about the way it looks on them. Like, yes. Oh, yes. why, you know, why is so-and-so's mom not doing anything? Yes. About when yes. in all actuality, that should be the very least of your concern. Right. But, you know, it's natural. I mean, and it happens and that's right. how a lot of people react to things that think sh shine the light back on them. Yes. You know, especially yes. your kids. 
yes. or you know because you're you feel a sense of responsibility yes so of course um but that's just something you know we've got to work on and because that makes it hard for your kids who are going it really through these does. mental disorders to they don't, I know I know so many people that are like I could never talk to my mom about this Ugh, which breaks or my heart I could heart. never talk to my dad about this you know because it's, it's like, heartbreaking yeah it is heartbreaking because I mean you know there are other resources for you to go to so if that is your problem please reach out and find yes. another resource you have options but um i'm also kind of talking to parents and you know yeah read a couple books on yes. it you know try yes. to understand just try to understand that's that's the biggest the thing. effort you actually yes. have to understand no it. and you don't have to just have just all the right effort. words and we'll get into that later yeah. you don't have to have the magic words to say to soothe them or to fix yeah. it because you won't there be able to any. fix it yeah <laughs> And also, it's lack of education and lack of understanding about it that drives people to resist it. Oh, yeah. And so you have to have some understanding and some grace for them for that, which is hard. And also, if people haven't had the resources and the treatment, they resent people, I think, for getting the help and the resources. Yeah. They're like, if I have to power through it, then why shouldn't you have yeah, to power through it? Yeah, why shouldn't they? Yeah, which is unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. But it's a fact for some people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of a factor that goes into, um, like, the older generation. Yes, exactly. Totally. Like they didn't have as many resources right. as they have now. Which, we're getting better and better, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. Sure. But, you know, it's... It's like our older generations, you know, they're like, we had to just get through this normally and we didn't have medications or, you know, people looked at us like we were crazy if we said we thought we had depression or whatever. And it's like, no, you needed help. And yes. you still do. Yes. <laughs> but there's this stigma that's surrounding the stigma it. Is, yeah. yeah it's or we don't normal. talk about that. Oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. that's just something that we just don't talk about with people yeah. or we're just going to pretend like it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, Often, like, we're not even going to talk about it in our family. We're just going to pretend, like, all oh, is well. Yeah. Families, families and it's important. can be hard because they they're, they're supposed to be, oh, you know. Oh, man. You, you families. Also, Dynamics. <laughs> families. <laughs> what the? Love, love family. Love them. But also. They can be challenging. <laughs> but also. Oh, God. Exactly. Um, they can be the most challenging. Yeah. Often. No, like, well, and we, if you think about it, we mentally put so much pressure on our families to That's be a so true. Though. That's so true. We mentally yeah. are like, you know, my brothers are supposed to love me no matter what I do. Where it's like, if you meet a friend, you're like, oh, if I piss off this friend, they're gonna, they might not be my friend anymore. Yeah. You still, like, yes, your family is your family, and they're gonna be there, but, you know, you can't, you still have to treat them. That's so true. And act with them in a way that suits them. So I know a huge thing for me in the past with struggling with my mental health um, you know, cause all three of my brother, I have three brothers and they're all amazing humans, love them so much. Um, but you know, they've never struggled really with any mental health disorder. I was, it seemed to be, I was the only one who kind of had it passed down, which it is kind of, you know, mental health can be a genetic thing depending on the disorder. Um, and so I was the one who got it. And so my brothers in the beginning, it was like, you know, they didn't realize when they were bugging me and when things were happening and the way I was freaking out or the way I was acting wasn't just, oh, just me being me. It was, this is my anxiety. Yes. You're making me feel extremely anxious. Yes. And I can't, I can't handle this. Yes. Um, but holy crap, in the last few years that I have come more forward about my mental health and spoken up about it and 
really stopped caring about what it made other people think about me, I have seen such a, a change of pace <sighs> in my brothers. Like, they're completely different. They are so good with handling my mental health. Like, I praise them oh, for the way they handle really? my mental health. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, if I'm in, you know, I have one of my depressive episodes where, like, literally there's, you know, nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. And I'm just laying on my floor. I've had my brothers just come in and just lay on the floor next to me and just not even say a thing. Oh, see, it's let's talk about that, which is word. amazing. And that's yes. one of the most important things that you can do. So let's oh. say that... Sometimes you know somebody's struggling talk. with it. Yeah. Sometimes Just be there. Yeah. Like, think about when you're having a tough time. Yeah. And you're not expecting the other person to These say something. Yes. Heal you. Yeah, you're like, not expecting nothing. that. No. You're What matters most to you is just knowing that they're there. And uh, so yes. if somebody's going through a tough time, even if it's not a mental health issue per se, let's say that they yeah. lost a family member yeah. or a loved one, yeah. you don't need to say just the right thing. And I think that holds people back from reaching out to people. It does. And showing support because you're like, yes. Say, I, don't, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. Yes. And, and you don't need to okay. say anything. And it, <laughs> just say exactly that. Say, I don't know what to say, but, but I want you I to am. know. Yes. Yeah. Here I am. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I will be here. Yeah. And if you don't know what to say and if they don't want to talk, which often people don't want yeah, to talk to it. A lot of the times. Just sit with them. Yeah. Just, just sit be with there. them. It's really, it's really a hard thing. I mean, and if you're someone who has had great mental health your whole life you you know you haven't ever struggled with anything like well, first of all I'm very jealous yeah <laughs> what a life <laughs> what a life that would be no but um I you know you it can be very hard for you to understand yeah. or know what to say yeah. and you can do all the research in the world and you're still going to be like I don't get it yeah because just as much as if someone broke their leg and you never broke your leg, you're not going to know what it feels like to break a leg. Exactly. You don't have that sensation. You don't have it. Yeah, you don't, you don't know. know. What it feels like. Yeah. So, but the best thing you can do is just be there. And um, whether you're there in a talkative way because you've done some research or you're there just quiet and sitting yes. there listening, either way is just phenomenal. But don't, you know, there are the wrong things to say. And there sure. are the, you know, the things like, you know, obviously we want to hype people up and we want yes. people to feel good about themselves, but um, telling people, you know, that are struggling with anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or literally anything to just get over it or do better or, you know, those are things that are just like, ugh. <laughs> like, yes. Just, uh, don't say that. So let's talk <laughs> about that, actually, the things not to say. Um, so here is a list, um, and it's from tinybuddha.com. And it lists eight things not to say to someone who's struggling with anxiety. So number one, <laughs> what you're stressing about won't even matter in a year. Ugh. So oh, this is, yeah, this might be true in many cases. But you don't want to hear it. But you don't want to hear it. And that's not what is important. No. So you need to remind that person that they are safe, mm -hmm. that they are supported in that moment, and that they are validated. Oh. Those feelings are valid. Those feelings are real. And that's what they need is the validation instead of telling them to just, this too shall pass and yeah. just look past this. Yeah. And Having your mental health feel validated by someone oh. else is honestly, I think, the first step. First step. If there's, you know, if there's some guidebook, which I'm sure people have written on, I mean, I've read some sure, you know, sure. guidebooks on how to handle anxiety or how to yes. handle mental health, that's definitely one of the first steps. Yes. You, if you're going to talk to someone, if you're going to break through to someone, 
they have to make you feel validated. Yes. Because if you don't feel like you're talking to someone who actually even believes in what you're oh. going through, you're not going to open up. No, you're it's like that's the first even, yeah, The first step is to seek validation and then it's like once you've overcome that then you can move on from it Mm -hmm. but otherwise you feel like you're expending all of your time and energy convincing someone yes there is an issue it's absolutely yes yes we have to still you know and i get it you know people struggle with understanding and that's okay but it sometimes to me is just so idiotic that it's like oh i can't talk to people because if i even try to talk about my mental health I'm immediately being torn down or told this is not real. Yes. And it's, and it's like, yeah, no wonder no one wants to reach out. <laughs> like, and this is so and, disheartening and defeating to hear oh, if you right, have an first. issue. Oh, man. Yeah. So the list. More the list. Another thing yeah, okay. Number say. two is life's too short to worry. Sure. <gasps> I see validity and value in this statement, but this mm-hmm. is not something to say to someone with anxiety. This just creates... Yeah more anxiety because yeah, then we're like oh my god life is short yes and then you're exactly about, and, and then, then you're worried about missing out on life and yeah. you're like oh now i'm missing out on life i'm stressed about this yes so that just fuels that worst, fire worst thing to say yes and they they know they know this on some level oh, yeah. they're just not necessarily sure how to help themselves and how to move past this you know it's not like people with mental disorders are just like oblivious to the cliche <laughs> sayings of the world it's not like and I'm we're sure like oh we've never heard life goes on oh you know? it does well that's a game changer <laughs> well, let's move oh my on God. then life keeps going <laughs> live laugh love i should do all of those things no it's like i'm not stupid i see I see all of these, like, things. I'm trying to implement them. Yes. So I don't need you to say it to me when I open up to you. Right. Right. Exactly. Ooh, and this one. This one is really hard for me to hear when people tell me this. (laughs) Calm down. (gasps) That instantly. (laughs) To anybody. Even not, like, in cases of anxiety. Like, just especially people who are ticked. That makes (laughs) me That like lights me up just right now. I want to like hit something when someone says calm down. Oh my god. You want to see calm? (laughs) You want to see calm? I'm going to show you calm. Oh my god. Yes, this is not. No, yeah, do not say calm down unless like you literally want the person to do the absolute opposite. Exactly. It's just not. And that's the goal, not the action step. If someone's freaking out, there are so many other different things to say or do before you say. Right, exactly. And I get that calm down is like the first thing that comes to your mind because it's first thing on, you know, it's what your metacognition, you recall calm down. Yeah, so like you're recalling that. I get that. But yes, (laughs) just pat them on the back. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Something else. Yes, and here's an important point. So we want to hear what's helped other people deal, not what someone who's never experienced our struggles has has read about. And so it's important to approach people who maybe can relate to what you're feeling for sure um and share if you're sharing your experience share your experience not your expertise so we don't need a guru and like we said we don't need the magic yeah. words and we don't need the fix oh, yeah. we just need friends who aren't afraid to sit with us through the hard times and to be vulnerable 100%. to be like yeah actually i did face that and that sucked and here's my experience and i'll help you through this yeah that's why be there show up yes. for people that's one of the biggest reasons i am the way i am i think in being so open about my mental health is like I've had people I don't even know direct message me on different social media platforms from you know 
clear over in, I'm so bad at states. I'm trying to think of one. Let's say New York. Yes. <laughs> um, no, honestly, though, like, clear over and just be like, hey, like, I've seen you post about your anxiety and stuff. This is kind of what I'm dealing with. How do you get through it? Oh, and I'm awesome. like, uh, thank you. Yes. Reach out. In no way, shape, or form am I like a, you know, what you said, a guru. And, and you're like, not pretending to be. No, yeah. I'm not pretending to be. I'm just like, yeah, this is what I've dealt with. This is what I've done to overcome it. Let me know if this helps you at all. Yes. And I'm also going into psychology, so there's sure. that aspect that I'm getting from it. But in no way, shape, or form am I like, you know, a specialist on this no. stuff. So, but it does, it, it's so great to be able to help people with that stuff. Yes. And ripple effect. You never know, like, oh, whom yeah. you're going to influence or help. Ripple effect. And if you just help one person, that makes everything worth it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not like you need to be a professional. Um, like, we obviously encourage you to seek professional help. Yeah, but sure. human-to-human connection can oh, make yeah. such a difference. Huge. Think about people that have helped you. It's not necessarily, like, someone with a oh. white coat, right? Oh, definitely. It can yeah. be just, like, a friend or confidant or someone i've had a couple of friends that have made such a difference in my life that i i honestly don't know where i'd be without them in in my mental health wise yes so like 2019 has by far been the worst year of my life it's just been you've been through it it, through it Mm. and um my mental health has really deteriorated um this year more than i've ever experienced before and holy shit, I don't know how I would have gotten through it without yeah. some of the friends that I've had by my side. Yeah. You know, I I wouldn't have, you know, and that's the thing that is so sad about, um, you know, these other people who commit these, you know, suicide attempts or um, things like that. Like that. <laughs> you know, I'm. This is very serious. Yes. <laughs> but I. Yes. Yeah. Anyways. I'm with you, sister. Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, you know, who go through these, you know, withdrawals from hanging out with people, and these, you know, they go through all of these different types of feelings, and they're feeling them alone. And then if you have just like one friend that is there for you, it's a complete game changer. Oh man. It's a complete for game sure. changer. And. It's like they don't even have to really understand it. They just kind of have to be there and not judge you. Yes. That's it. Oh, lack of judgment. Oh, my God. And really try hard, yes, to not judge (laughs) yourself and to not judge others. Judging yourself. That's a big one. I judged myself for having mental disorders for so long. I was like, you know, it's because of this. It's because of this. It's because of this. And Or, you know, why am I messed up? But that's so wrong you're yes you have a chemical imbalance in your brain yes or you went through a trauma yes that has altered the way your thoughts work that is a hundred percent real that yes. is something people go through it I is mean, and denying it just fuels it and makes it faster oh yeah and, and it's gonna miserable. present at some point yeah. yeah it already i'm sure it already has but yeah. yeah i mean whether it presents in like anger exactly you know, exactly who you, pops we, up somehow yeah we hear about those you know mass shootings and you know gun violence or any of those type of things or like husband or you know a murder suicide or things like that i know I'm, i got really dramatic with it but no those truly, kind of things yeah. those sometimes fester from people's mental disorders and them not handling them and then pretending they don't exist and then you know 
someone with schizophrenia, you can't just push that down and push no. that down and pretend it's not there. Someone with depression, you can't just push that down. And put, it's there. It's real. You need to talk about it. Just because it's not tangible doesn't make it yeah. not real. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a hard concept yes, for people. It's so hard for people. Just because you can't that. see it. You can't see it's it. It's not it's bleeding. Not there. It must not be real. You're okay. It's absolutely real. Oh, and yeah, I read a book that um, in which the author contended that all crime is a sign of mental health issues. So whomever mm. is committing the crime isn't mentally healthy and there are varying degrees of this yeah varying degrees yeah sure. but if you're committing and there are different layers to this too because oh. there are different it goes deep. classifications of crime and yes. easy drugs and hard drugs and all of that but easy let's drugs. just talk about yeah <laughs> easy drugs yeah don't worry about me like weed because that's a whole other conversation yeah fine i'm just like an easy drug oh don't worry i just do the easy drugs mom <laughs> it's cool we're okay <laughs> a whole other subject whether or not it should be legal so let's like focus on like robbery and murder and things like that (laughs) heavy stuff stuff. (laughs) so yeah like he was saying and he cited numerous examples and prescribed like a whole haul overhaul of our penal system and how we should like be treating and addressing these mental health issues rather than just punishing people because that does nothing for the problem um it's not incognito. I think it's another one. I will oh, okay. no, list it in the good. show notes, but it's so good. And it was such an eye okay. opener for me yeah. and paradigm shifter because it made perfect sense. Yes. And he's a neurologist and a psychologist too. Um, knows his stuff. No, oh, he <laughs> is a smart I, bro. Honestly, like I, I'm in behavioral neuroscience right now. And if there's anything I can tell you about understanding the brain, oh, neuroscience is by far the craziest class I've ever taken in my life. And they say that we currently just have a preliminary understanding of it. Oh, we don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. are just little babies when yeah. it comes to understanding we our are. own brains. And there's still just, there's so much that can oh, go wrong man. in there. There's oh, so man. much that can go wrong in there and that can change you. And that's why it's so important to be understanding of other Yes. And to get help. Yes. And to be kind. Yes. And to be able to recognize that. when something's yes. wrong with you. Because, you know, that's another first step is recognition. Like, seeing it. I mean, and shit, you might see it in someone else before someone else even sees it. And that's something Perfect like, segue. Yeah. And that's, like, what I wanted to say, too, is... um. I wanted to say if you recognize it in somebody and you approach them about it and you meet resistance. Oh, some people will take that very wrong. Yes. And like maybe. Hey, I think you're depressed. (laughs) There's a way to approach it. Hey, I think that you're uh, depressed. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit. No. Let's say that you like gently approach it and they're still very resistant or standoffish or defensive. Yeah. Um, That doesn't mean that you don't need to keep supporting them and. They're like gentle, non-aggressive ways to do it. You don't no, need to like no, shove no. it down their throat. No, you have a problem, man. You have a very bad problem, and I want you to get help. It's my therapist number. Yes. No, because like the more somebody like hard. pushes me, oh, I yeah, at least resist the, it. Less, the least I want to do it, the less I want to do it. Sometimes yes. when people like tell me what to do, you know, I remember when I first was getting into therapy, and because it was such a thing that people were like. Like, you're in therapy. Like, that's, I was like, 
oh my god I don't want to go to therapy right you know but then it's like okay no I love therapy oh therapy is I'm going to therapy I'm gonna talk about you yes (laughs) yeah actually actually let me write down yeah let me write down what what I need to talk about yeah yeah no literally it's yeah it's crazy and it's not just for quote-unquote like mentally ill people it's for everybody everybody and it's continuing too I 100% think that everybody needs someone professionally to talk to yeah that one has no bias in their life yeah so they're not you know they have absolutely nothing no opinion nothing to say about their life two they're not in their life at all it's someone that like you don't have to see ever until your regular you know your time to go see them comes up, you know? So that's, that's, I think, so important. Even if you are completely sound mental health, I think seeing a therapist is wonderful. I mean, we go to, we go to therapists for, you know, marriage counseling and stuff. So those people, yep. you know, you go for a problem. So why wouldn't you go for a problem that you're just having Exactly. Yourself? And you're, they're, you're paying them to level with you. Yeah. And to be objective. Oh, yeah. And so, and... A good friend is someone who we talk about prior, prioritizes your welfare over their comfort. And yeah, so it's hard to have hard huge. conversations with friends. And good friends do ask those tough questions and have those hard conversations. Because let's say that, like, there's an issue. Like, I saw you, <laughs> my dog in the background. I saw you exhibiting self-destructive behavior or doing something that I felt like wasn't You're in your worrying. best interest. Yeah, there's so many different yeah, yeah. Say, and know, let's say you're going out with a clown, your... and I'm like, okay, listen, yeah. girl, I don't think that you should be going out with them. It's like your prerogative, but yeah. I'm worried because of this and this and this. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah. red flags. Um, and it's really hard to have those hard conversations with people, yeah. and that's when I know that I really have a good, solid friend if they are willing to hit me with the tough love yeah. because I know that they care more about my welfare and how I am rather than – yeah, them yeah. being uncomfortable asking about that or having that conversation. They're like, listen, regardless, if you, yeah. like, drop me as a friend, I care more about your life your sound mental health. than yeah. whether or not you And a PSA it. on that, like, a very good way to kind of know if someone's going through something or struggling with their mental health is a sign – one of the signs that's the biggest is negative self-talk. So yeah. if you're around someone and they're constantly, you know – they're trying to be funny about it, but they're constantly saying things like, ah, oh, you know, my life sucks so bad, or I just wish I was dead, or I, you know, just negative self-talk over and over and over, you know, that hits a point, and that is something you, sh- that's that's just a huge sign, so I just kind of wanted to get that out there. Yes, totally. Because some people, I'll get people that are like, I, how are you supposed to know some of the signs? Because no one's ever clear in being like, yeah. By the way, it's not an open topic either. Yeah, yeah it's, not it's an open hard. Topic. So you know, know the signs. Yes. There are certain things to look out for. So that's just one of them. Yes, good point. Okay, so we're gonna continue with number four. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. continue with number four. Um, don't say it's no big deal, because again, mm-hmm. that goes back to the first point of it feels like a big deal to that person, and what's important is validating <laughs> that for them, yeah. and then you can work through it. Um, so instead try saying, I know it's hard and scary, but you're not alone. I'm here to help you get through this. So again, Perfect. just showing that you're showing up for them, yeah. literally and figuratively, you're in here with them. We are all in this together. We're yeah. all connected. And so that's, what's most important and is like showing that for each other. And what is it hurting you? I mean, and what is it making better by saying it's not that big of a deal? Right. Is, that, is that helping you kind of, you know, and sometimes I see that in people 
um, in their reactions to somebody struggling with their mental health, they'll say it's not that big of a deal or, you know, those type of things because they wouldn't know how to handle it themselves. Yeah. And so that's that's something I've definitely seen. I've gotten told that from multiple friends, oh, you know. It's so I'll hard be, to hear. I'll be really in it deep and I'll just be like, Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna do anything. I don't wanna come out. I don't wanna yeah. you know yeah. and instead of the okay, well what if I just like come sit with you? Yeah. Which I've had a lot of friends do this year and I'm like, Thank oh, you. Good. Thank you. But um a lot of the times I got the well it's not that big of a deal. Just like come on. And it's like it is. It feels it like actually the biggest is. deal in the world. It feels like a huge deal right now, thank you. It's all I can actually <laughs> feel right now. But yes. okay. It's all consuming. Yeah. So thank you. So that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, it's all in your head. Oh, please it don't is say that. Literally in our heads, yeah. though. Yeah. So you're really being rude with that one. Yes. Saying it's all in your head is very rude. Yes. In my opinion, if if someone's saying, you know, I am struggling with this and this, and you say it's all in your head, get out of your head about it. That's mean. That's it is. You know, these people are struggling, Hurtful. and especially mental disorders. Your brain is altered in a different type of way. So. There is something wrong. Yes. And that's, yeah, it's me. It <laughs> is. I don't like what people see. And think about, and there are ways and strategies to work on handling your thoughts and observing your thoughts and detaching from your thoughts. Sure. And we'll get into that. Um, but think about, like, you right now. If you're not a an experienced meditator, have oh, you ever man. tried meditating and sat down and oh, tried God, to yeah. detach from your thoughts or not to think? I love that. So if someone were to tell so you just much. don't think, do you know how fucking hard that is? Yeah. That's it's like extremely really, really difficult. Hard. I think I tried meditation. My my like third therapist was like, yeah, I've been to this too. <laughs> but my third therapist was like, <laughs> was like, um, let's do meditation. Like let's really try that on you to help with your anxiety because it got really bad once I started college. <clears throat> And I remember trying it, like, so often and being like, this is such bullshit. Like, yes. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get out of my head. I can't stop thinking. No one can really do this. This is so stupid. And then now, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years. And I, it's easier. I love it. Oh. It is every. Amazing. I swear, every high performer, because I am obsessed with reading about high performers oh, and how they're yeah. successful. I swear, they every single one. They take their time to meditate. They take their time to I kid you not. I I will say like thus far as of now, every single one has credited mindfulness and meditation practice with the turning point in their success in their careers, and they attribute meditation with being the game changer for them. They they attribute their success to it. It's remarkable how like every single one has said it's meditation. It's meditation. It sounds so. It sounds very simple. Simple and easy. Yeah. You have to be so comfortable. Well, first you have to be comfortable with yourself and what you're facing to be able to do it because there's no way you're going to be able to meditate and kind of like sound, like keep quiet your thoughts and come to, you know, your higher self and who you are if you, you know, neglect what's actually going on. Yes. So, you know, it's like, it's like, don't be mean to yourself. Yes, exactly. And just like Sydney said, it will get easier and it will get better. It does. And two books I think will truly help with it are Seat of the Soul. That was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. And and I can post these in the show notes. And The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And basically oh, yeah. they just advocate for how to handle the thoughts in your 
busy minds and your anxieties and your fears, not living in the past, not living in the future and not letting your thoughts run you is realizing that you are the observer of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. That is your ego talking. Those your fears talking. Yes. So that can be very hard. It can be very hard. Especially if you have a mental health disorder because it's like. Totally. This is just like for meditation. Yeah. 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 But not that's like, like the huge. mental health. That can help so much. Not yes, totally. And so, just realizing that you are conscious, like beyond your thoughts, and yeah. you observe your thoughts, and so then you can just like watch them float by, like feel your feelings, watch them. Don't judge them. Don't try to label them. Don't try yes. to analyze them and work through them. Just let them like let them pass be. by. Let them be. Yeah. So that's like a very very helpful tactic. Okay, so we have, I think, two, three more. Okay, so let it go. Please don't tell this to people with anxiety. <laughs> let it go. Just let it go. Why okay, don't Elsa. Just let your, <laughs> why don't you just, like, let your serotonin levels go? Like, let them go. Like, no, they are effed up. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? I know, I'm oh trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, let it go. That's, uh, that's. That's that. Mm, I'm trying to like think of a situation where it's okay to say let it go. Maybe when like you're drunk at the bar and you know someone calls you a name and you don't want to get in a drunk bar fight. Okay, let it go. Let it go, go, man. Just let it go. But if someone's like, yeah, I'm really struggling with my mental health and I feel really anxious. I don't think I can do this today. And you go, let it go. Just let the anxiety go, Sydney. Why are you holding on to it? (laughs) Why are you holding on to your anxiety? Why are you hurting yourself? I know. Holy shit. (laughs) Why do you like to have it? I would be so rich to buy clean mental health. I don't know. Shit. Change the world, mental health. Change the world. Treatment for everybody, yeah. Yeah, treatment for everybody. Oh my god, I wish. Um, things could be so much worse. Oh, things could be worse. That is, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, things could be worse. This, oh, holy shit. So, (laughs) obviously, things could always be worse than they are. You know, you And you know that. You know that. You already know that. Everyone, I'm going to let you in on a fucking secret. (laughs) Everyone knows that already. Everyone knows things could be worse, okay? That doesn't change your dopamine and serotonin right. levels in your head. It's not going to help you right. with the trauma you've already faced. It's not going to, exactly. you know, like I have been suffering with, with the, I say suffering because I want people who are dealing with these mental order, mental disorders to know you are like, this is a, this is a thing to suffer with. It is. It's not just something to put off to the side because no. you cannot truly do what you're supposed to do if you're suffering with this and not asking for help. So yeah, that's a big thing. Like, I know I had, you know, dealing with my depression and anxiety, I had people all the time being like, I don't get it. Things could be so much worse for you. Like, you are fine. Like, you're pretty. Like, you you, you have, you know, great a great family. Like, you have family. You have, you know, a house. You have this. You And it's like, yeah, I do. But guess what? None of that is, like, fixing my mental right. health right now. Right, and it's not anything to do. It doesn't have anything to do with those. And, like, on top of your initial fears now and your initial anxiety, now you feel like a crappy person. Now you're like, holy shit, you're right. Like, you can't rationalize. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't rationalize away your anxiety with gratitude. And it's not about that. That is so big what you just said. Oh, man. You can't rationalize away your mental disorder with gratitude. I freaking 
And that's not to say that gratitude isn't important because no, we know that like, it is and it though. is. Like, you, you can't. You can't be like, why I shouldn't have anxiety because I'm thankful for having a family. I'm thankful for having enough money to feed myself today. Or, you know, that doesn't get rid of your anxiety. It doesn't. It's like, again, going back to the broken leg metaphor. It's like, yeah. if you show up to the ER with a broken leg, it's not like they're going to be like, well, both legs well, could be broken. Yeah, so. both, both of your legs could be broken. <laughs> could so be worse, could be bro. Worse. <laughs> Although I'm sure doctors do say that kind of shit. Because Make like, a gratitude list. <laughs> Make a gratitude list. You'll feel better. And like, well, there are, you know, some coping mechanisms. You know, like one sure. thing I've done is I've taken my journal and I have just scribbled out everything I'm thankful for. And, you know, that, and then I like tucked it away and I try to read it at least, you know, whenever I can find it. And, and, you know, that's something, you know, that can be a coping mechanism for people, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And it doesn't mean that it's like the only thing you should focus on. And I think the difference too is, is the severity and degree of the issue. So that's a tactic for if you don't necessarily have a mental health issue, if you're not Mm -hmm. depressed or anxious. And that's just if you're in a funk or if you're having a day or if you're just having a moment. Yeah. That's helpful and effective because I do that all the time. I instantly think of three things. Every time like something crappy goes wrong or something goes wrong, I think of three ways that it could be worse. And it instantly snaps me back to good. And um, I, I think of things that I'm like, <laughs> well, no, that's going to happen. Things. I'm like, holy shit, what else is going to happen? My anxiety just hits But me that's like, me. and that's my point. Yeah. Like, that's not when I'm anxious. Like, yeah. that's not me having anxiety. Yeah. That's just me just in like a lesser um, kind of a funk. Yeah. Like something bad happens. I immediately think, oh, this could be so much worse. Yeah. Like I have a flat tire. Oh, well, I could have this and this and this that could happen or yeah. could have happened. So if you're in the middle of like an anxiety moment, um, like with true anxiety, that's not going to help. Yeah, no, not at all. And that's a distinction. Yes, there is a definite distinction. That's, that's one thing that I would say plays a big role in the stigma and in the problem nowadays is so many people are like, I have anxiety over this. When in all actuality, like you don't have anxiety you're just nervous about something. Sure. And that's really yes. fine. Everyone gets nervous or everyone gets a sense of anxiousness yes. or anxiety at times. Yes. Hell yeah. But yes. there's a difference between generalized anxiety disorder and then being anxious sometimes. Yes. And so Good when people say, yeah, and so when people say, you know, I have anxiety, we really got to try to cut back on saying, you know, I'm depressed or I have anxiety when you're just like having a bad day and you know it, that you don't have those things because... It, it diminishes takes, the power yeah, of actual anxiety, the yeah. actual condition. It's yes. so hard because the people who are actually dealing with it, like, especially kind of like if they're really struggling with it that day and they hear you say that, it's really going to minimize them even wanting to talk about yeah. it. Because they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not, yeah. I'm not That's so that. true. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, last one. Try not to tell people to be positive. That's, it's not just about negativity. Yeah. Anxiety isn't about it negativity. It's not even being negative just because I'm anxious. And right. You know, I love hearing people's positive stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I do. I love it. Yeah. Because I'm all for it. Like, it's great. But yeah. being an anxious person, have, well, having anxiety, it can make you very negative, but it's not like you're wanting to be negative oh, or wanting to be a negative yes. person. You know, you can freak out just over absolutely nothing. And yes. people are like, wow, you need to be more positive. 
And it's like, that's not what it is. That's not what's going on. I'm not a negative person. I have anxiety. And, and it's very patronizing when people tell oh, you that. Patron- well, you start to feel like a bad person. You're yes. like, wow, no one wants to be around me. I am negative. Now I'm ungrateful, too. Yeah, and now I'm just ungrateful not my grateful and, and a crappy person. And you start to think these things about yourself. Yes. Like you're kind of being told. Because, I mean, you can say to someone, be positive, and you're not saying to them, God, you're a negative person. You're just saying, be positive. But in their head, what they're hearing is, oh, I'm a negative human, and yeah. I need to work on this. Yes. Well, you can't sometimes you need help totally (laughs) and I know that we had said that if you don't know what to say like it's not about saying the right things those are just guides for what night to say (laughs) not to like really highlight like you're really going to screw them up if you say those things what matters most is that you're expressing your well and your good intentions and your support that is the bottom line so if you're telling them here listen I'm here for you and that's kind of like the takeaway from all of that is just show support and validate their feelings no matter what you say if that aligns with showing your support and validating their feelings then you're good yeah no matter what you say yeah if that reflects your support and your validation then awesome you're good yeah and the the biggest thing with that as well that goes into that is just showing your constant yes and support for them because if one day they come up because mental illness isn't a one day or a one week type of thing this is something someone is going through all the time so which is why it's important to have therapy all the time yeah yeah, i oh my god i've been going for you know how old am i 24 i don't what's 24 what's what five i've been going for like five years it's okay i got it i've been going for like five years and i don't know if i'll ever stop like yeah and it's like a maintenance thing too maintenance Yeah. yeah and you know it's I don't know. I just, it's so therapeutic. So, and that's the thing with showing someone constant support or validation is if someone comes to you and, you know, talks to you about their well being and whatnot, and you show them validation and what they're feeling and you show them support. And then a couple weeks later, they come to you again and you do the opposite. They're going to be very confused. Yeah. And and it's, and you're going to be confused because you're going to be like, I thought I already helped them. Yeah. I don't get why, why are they still I, having this issue. Yeah, why are they having this issue? And that goes so, back to like healing is not linear. Oh my so goodness. you will regress. Yeah. Expect it and oh, yeah. remove pressure from yourself if you do and remove judgment from yourself if yeah. you do. You will have a downfall. You <laughs> will. And, and just then you'll have a great day and yes. then you'll have a horrible day. And then it's so not linear. Like I have been healing since I was 16. Well, probably way before that too. <laughs> I've been healing with these mental disorders, but like I, you know, I have had my pitfalls. I have had my lowest sure. moments of low. And then I've also had, like, very high moments. So it's, it's yeah. It's, yes. That's the biggest thing I can say, too, is healing is not linear. It's not. Right. And not to discourage. It's just not to be like, oh, you better expect It'll some shitty worse. days. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, like, I'm gonna put the that point of that, yeah. Expect <laughs> shitty days. That's Words to live by. Words to live by. Expect <laughs> shitty days. Giving you the truth. So the point of that is to remove that pressure and judgment from yourself. If you're like, I thought I was past this. Yeah. Why am I not past this? And no just to know, no. People go through that. That's natural. That's expected. Mm-hmm. That's typical. Very and nice. it's it's <laughs> it'll pass. <laughs> I know that we just said not to say it's that. But just like bad. remind yourself, yeah, like you're going to have good days too. Yeah, and I mean, they're gonna be awesome. There's days. things that you can say to yourself that you don't even want other people to say to you. You know, I've and it's not that it's neg, it's not that it's necessarily negative self talk, 
It's just that, like, okay, I can say this to myself, but someone else can't yeah. say it to me. Because you've already validated your feelings. Because you've already validated yeah. your feelings yourself. So then you can be a little harder on yourself. But that's the biggest thing is you've got to validate your feelings. Yes. And yes. then go from there. Yes. And that does come from within, too. Like, you have oh, to validate yeah, it. Right. You cannot just seek the external validation. I, I know so many people Ooh. that I'm, I, I think that there's something going on with them, but they will not validate Even admit that. it to themselves. They, no. God, no, I'm no. fine. God, no. I'm strong. Or, I'm... you know, or it makes them uncomfortable when yes. I talk about my mental health in front of them. And I, I get that it's a, still an uncomfortable subject for people, for sure. But you can kind of... And I don't know if it's because I'm a psychology major and I'm like, I can try to read your mind. No, but, but you like, just sense that from people. Like, oh, psychology yeah, major or not, yeah, you can just you can sense, sense if it. things are right or not. For sure. And often that's because, like, just with anything, it bumps up against their edges and their shadows. And, and it's... Yeah. An, inconvenient truth for them and they don't want to face that themselves and so they're like man that's yeah yeah (laughs) um so that's tough um speaking of therapy too like we said it's a maintenance thing like you take supplements not because you're sick because you're really like just bolstering your health overall Mm -hmm. and to shore up good health and um if you go to a counselor and it's not a good fit keep going find another one there's a ton yeah i've like gone to a counselor um and she, we were not good fit oh, for each other. Yeah. It was happen. she would don't have given me issues. Yeah, get, yeah. Don't get discouraged. Do not by get that discouraged. That's a huge thing. I know people that are like, ugh. I tried therapy once. It was horrible. And I'm like, I get that. Sometimes though, I'm not saying therapy is for everybody. I'm sure. saying though that like, I think there's benefits for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, I've had people for sure be like, yeah, that's not for me. And I'm like, well, did you just try the one? Because you should just kind of keep going and that's kind of a thing for everyone who thinks that maybe they have something wrong with their mental health it goes into therapy it goes into medications it goes into you know any of that kind of stuff try different things medications yes yeah try different things see what works for you I've been on antidepressants for like five years and I have tried you know like seven different ones to find what worked best for me and I Thank God I have yeah. my, you know, have what works for me. And that's another thing is medication. Take some tweaking sometimes to yeah, find the right balance. Tweak. Yeah, like it's not, not everything's going to work for right. the same. Not everything's going to work for one person. It works for another person. That's just not the way we are as humans. We're so diverse. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's get into, we talked about stigma, how there's still stigma that surrounds mental Ooh, health issues, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um. Like I told Sydney, I was on the debate team, total Dewey alert, back in okay. high school, and I remember my friends made fun of me relentlessly for it. Like, what are you doing on the debate team? I loved it. I was such a nerd. You're yeah. Like, I just yeah. And I, yeah. I totally wanted to be a lawyer. That was my plan A because oh, I love to argue. <laughs> I've been there. I've been yes. There. I'm like, holy shit! I should be a lawyer. Yes. I'm so good at arguing with oh, people. Oh, love it. <laughs> just kidding. But I, I love to make my point. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why I have a podcast. <laughs> so, um, it's all coming together. It's all go. making sense. Little did you know Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so, we debated our topic for that year. I think it was a, whatever, sophomore? <laughs> was um, uh, negative stigma surrounding mental health. Like, stigma surrounding mental health issues. And that was back and how in long 2002? Was that? 2003. 2003. And, and it's like, 2019, and yeah. we're still having this conversation. Oh, yeah. But you know what? When I was in high school, huh. that was not talked about. 
Ugh. We didn't. I didn't have like any classes that ever touched. There have been some steps made in the right direction since then. That is true. Oh it is God. important to acknowledge. I'm like, <laughs> yes. you're so right. Um, okay, so it's important to make space for people, to make space for yourself, to make space for your pe- make space for people, hold space for them to have like have their feelings validated and to work through what they're working through and yeah. just show up for each other literally and figuratively um yeah. level with yourself acknowledge validate your own feelings if you're having them yeah acknowledging things you're not is, alone is huge yes it's huge 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 and that goes you know we're not only talking to people who think that they might have a mental disorder or that have mental disorders um you know and we're not just talking to how pe- to people who can comfort people with mental disorder we're talking to literally everyone yes like the whole group of everyone yes in understanding this kind of stuff because yes it you know you can't just be like oh i don't have a mental disorder it doesn't affect me well okay but your mom or your friend yeah. or your, you know chances are there yeah. you go you need you need to know some stuff or you know so there's there's always these guidelines Yes. Or just they're important to follow, and I would say yes, one of be them aware is just of acknowledging, yeah, acknowledging for sure, and come from a place of love. If people sense that if you're coming from a place oh, of judgment yeah. or place of love, oh my god, and you can come. I I firsthand, I've had people come from a place of judgment and wanting the scoop with, or like yeah, wanting the wanting dirt on you. Sco- yeah. Oh god, yeah. And but like I've had people come from a place of judgment, but say the right things, but oh, I know yeah. they're coming from judgment yes. and not love and that makes all the difference yes it does you know they're judging me but they're like oh how are you doing yeah but they're saying it because they're like yeah god like we're still on this we're still we're still talking about this this is ridiculous and you're still upset yeah no i'm still not okay i'm sorry i'm trying to balance balance myself i told myself to live laugh love and it didn't work every day nine times didn't do shit Thanks. No, yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's, yeah, so that's a big thing, acknowledging yes. whether you're the person with the disorder, whether you're trying to understand them more, acknowledge, acknowledge. Yes, <laughs> and confide in trusted people. Yeah. So that's very important, too, and you yeah. sense that. If you sense, you sense like somebody's coming yeah. from love or judgment. It might not be your friend from the yeah. first grade yeah. that you talk to. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. might be your friend that you've known for three months that yeah. has shown you, you know, more acknowledgement which often happens right yeah oh yes. yeah so. um like i was talking to somebody the other day and she had confided in, in me that her best friend came at her pretty hot and heavy with some harsh judgments that were completely unfounded but yeah. that was her best friend and so that's, so that's that something that you so need bad. to assess too is just because they've been your friend for so long doesn't mean that they're a good friend or someone that you still need to be friends with too. or someone that has a good outlook on your life you know yeah. i've had a lot of people be like sydney i've known you forever i know how you are or yeah. something like that and it's like you know just because someone's known you for a long time or yeah something along those lines that doesn't mean that they're in your head so true and sometimes people on. are locked into like perceptions of you that aren't necessarily true or oh, who you 100%. are now because we evolve and change oh yeah and so it's important to just protect your energy and yourself fiercely oh, yeah. and so if you have some toxic people in your life you might need to do some cutting and you can love them from afar it's not like you need to like just walk out on them in the most dramatic yeah. way and tell them no yeah that goes let them have it, it and yeah. let them know i'm cutting you out of my life because you're a toxic son of a bitch that goes into self-reflection yes. i would say yes. because when you're really yes. doing some self-reflection 
and you're taking into account, you know, your mental health and your disorder or disorders and what's going on with you. You are. You're looking at every part of yourself, and that goes into looking at who you surround yourself with. And, yes. you know, that can 100% increase or decrease the, you know, your the way you increase or decrease the way you act. That just, that just not make sense. But I know what I was saying. It was yes. three different things in my head. But what I mean is um, it, it, who you're around can really stipulate the way you act on mm-hmm. your mental health. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could, you really got to watch, you know, who you surround yourself with. And yes, you're not you doing do. it. You're not unfollowing this person or not texting this person back because, you're, you know, oh, I'm going to show them, you know. Right. It's, it's not about for, them. You know, yeah. It's literally for a clean mind. Yes. For you, to, for you to just feel better. Like, I know that I have hit the unfollow button on a couple people sometimes and literally immediately felt a sense of, like, judgment off of my shoulders. Yes. It was that simple. And it sounds yes. so materialistic and 2019 to say, like, oh, I hit the unfollow button. No, but... but but really, like, the minute I press that unfollow button on some people, I'm like, holy shit. Yes. Like, I feel so much less judgment. Yes. Even knowing that I'm just not seeing their stuff anymore. Yes. Or that they're not seeing my stuff anymore. Something, like, along those lines is absolutely crazy. So do some self-reflection. Um, Ooh, and I want to talk about that yeah. social media and the self-reflection. And how you handle that disconnecting often depends on the strength of your connection so yeah. it's let's say that it's a family member sometimes it's a little trickier to extricate yourself from it's that relationship hard, but sometimes um, necessary. yeah and it's not necessarily often you don't even have to really tell the person yeah. hey i'm literally unfollowing you or figuratively unfollowing yeah. you um you can just kind of like gradually um break away from them yeah. um you don't necessarily have to have a come to jesus talk with yeah. them like listen we are not friends you, anymore because yeah. of this. Because you acted a fool. Right. Yeah. And then you'll get resistance from them or it'll blow it up into a huge thing that it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um, so there's a way to like just gently extricate oh, yourself from it. Yeah. Um, a and B, let's say that you do have that talk with them um, and they come at you with defensiveness and judgment and hate and anger. and yeah. That's, that can that's okay. Hard. That can be hard. Um and sometimes you don't really need to explain yourself. Like, it's enough to say, like, no. I'm looking after myself. There um, you go. Exactly. I'm having a moment. You don't need to really, like, explain yourself to anybody. Yeah. Um, well, and that's... Depending on, like, the, the relationship, if yeah. it's, like, a family member or a friend. And it's, yeah. it's hard. It's really hard, especially to, like, pull away from toxic people. But your mental health is paramount. Like, you yeah. really need to focus on that. And like Sydney was talking about with social media, um, self-reflection is very important we live in a social media age um where we're inundated with everybody's highlight reels and we live in this comparison Mm -hmm. culture and it's so hard not to hold yourself up to other people's highlights and standards and yes (laughs) and there's a whole controversy surrounding selfies you're you're a fan of selfie i am too yes because i think it's an expression of self-love and i think it's beautiful yes exactly um and Sometimes then, it can like there, you know, it can actually make you feel better too when you just like the the fact of just smiling. So yes. those, those muscles and um, making your brain, you know, making those neurotransmitters make you smile, like Truly make you smile, can actually prompt those good prompt feelings. Your yeah, prompt those good feelings, and 
and because your brain like doesn't know the difference it's like i'm smiling i must be happy yeah exactly and so that kind of thing so like when you take a picture of yourself and you're taking a picture of yourself because you think you look good that is automatically uh that can be a serotonin booster right there right there so yeah that and you need to do that for you. Yes, for you. And that's the distinction is if you're seeking external validation, don't judge yourself for that. Don't be like, what's the matter with you, you superficial yeah. biatch? Why, do I need Why am I seeking? <laughs> be gentle with yourself. It's okay. But like level with yourself and be yeah. like, okay, like why am I? Mm-hmm. seeking external validation what's going on with me like mentally emotionally yeah. physically spiritually right now why do i feel the need to seek external validation um and do like a temperature check with yourself and yeah. self-reflect that is key and that will like really guide you to like true health 100%. and um don't judge other people <laughs> <gasps> so what if they're seeking external validation that's yeah. not you were not judging jury on each other yeah. and that's not our place to be like Look at her. Look at she her. needs external validation. She yeah. needs likes. She like, needs maybe follows. Maybe she doesn't need maybe. that right now. Exactly. I'm going to double tap that photo. Yes. Like, if just, we're hating on people, like, <laughs> like if we're hating on people for showing like what, whatever the driving force is behind it, if we're hating on people for showing self-love. Oh, that is the worst what? type of hate. I can't Who even. cares if they seek and external validation? it's so validation. hard to love yourself. It is so hard to love yourself. And it's even harder for people with mental disorders to love themselves because they think, you know, there's something wrong with them. And it took me so long. Like, I'm still combating, you know, when my anxiety gets ahead of me. And I'm like, I will have my days where I am just like, I really hate myself. And I, I very much so dislike using the word hate. I do. I don't like it at all. But, like, I... We'll have those days. Sure. And so if someone is confident enough to love themselves, and if it's in the way of posting a damn selfie, then let them post a selfie. Exactly. And like it. Yes. And then get the hell off their page if it bugs you. Like, yes, exactly. But love, <laughs> like, well, I'm like the biggest hippie, like, love will resolve all. And like, yeah. that, if you feel like they're seeking external validation, A, that might be like a cry for... That, that could like, be a... Sign. Yes, yeah. and they need love, so give them love. Yeah. Don't hold that back. Yeah. And um, be it's just like no, if somebody sign. yes, and it's like if somebody is doing like a good act or an act of charity. Oh, yeah. Let's say that they're doing it to make themselves feel good, or they're doing it because they want other people to think that they're a good person. Fine. Hey, that might be it. Yeah. Exactly, that Fine. might be it. Who are we to judge on that? Yeah. And as Who long cares? as there's more good in the world, yeah, and self love in the world, <laughs> like, like somebody like helping the homeless or posting a selfie of yeah. themselves, like. If she it's wants, more yeah, good in the world. If that person wants Whatever to the reason is behind make a hundred sandwiches and go hand them out to homeless people and video it just so that they can put a video on to make themselves feel better about themselves, the hallelujah. Exactly. I would uh, much rather have fine. that than somebody like thumb their nose at the homeless and yeah. or um hate on themselves on social media. I would yeah. so much rather than post that Ugh. external validation seeking selfie yeah, rather than just yeah. like rag on themselves. Well, it's almost when people post things kind of bragging on themselves, it's almost like they're seeking validation yeah, that too, but too. in a very negative way. And they don't know, yeah, they're and not they how to yeah. like seek it and reconcile it with themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, there's I so much dislike when I see like girls' selfies or things that are like, you know, I I don't even know why I'm posting this. Like, don't even feel cute today. Or just weird Might delete later. Like yeah. Delete later. <laughs> I'm like, stop. Like, whatever. But, you know, also do what you want. But that's, yeah, I just, the whole external validation and social media thing is a very hard thing, I know, for my generation uh, to go through because it really does play a role in, you know, how you feel about yourself 
and what you think others feel about you. So I get that that's definitely hard. So just, you know, it all circles back around to self-reflection. So as long as you take some time to yourself and really decide, why am I doing this? Am I doing this okay? Like, am I doing this just for me? Am I doing it for other people? Really run through like a checklist with yourself, especially if you're struggling with a mental disorder because things can hit you 10 times harder, you know? So so run through that mental checklist of self-reflection and then go ahead and do what makes you feel good. Yes, exactly. And um, speaking of this generation, I feel like there's like a slow awakening with the mask of masculinity too and men being able to show emotion. And I think that that's so important too. Oh, because yeah. we're humans, we're men. whether right. we're male we're or female, yeah. with whatever gender you identify, yeah, if you're gender fluid, whatever, man, whatever works for we you. We should all be able to cry. We together. should all be able to cry together. <laughs> we, should, we should all be it's able like to. It's a human emotion. Like honestly, I'm emotions know no when, gender. Yeah. yeah. When my um, boyfriend, like, I remember the first time he ever cried in front of me, and I was like, yes. <laughs> not like in a yeah, bad uh, way, but in like totally. a thank you for yes. just being you. Yes. I let you be you. Like, yeah, so that's a huge thing too. And that can be a, a really discouraging thing for men who are facing mental disorders like depression or things like that because they, you know, they face a whole other type of stigma that's them being seen as weak yes. or not a man. You know, so going into that list of things to say to someone is man up, you know, oh, something like that. Holy yes. shit. Wrong thing. Oh, wrong thing. Wrong thing. (laughs) Do not. You know, and so that's, yeah, that's another thing. That goes into a whole other category. If we divide it into genders now, that's like, you can go on and on. Yes. Um, And there are some more, I know that we're after an hour, but there are some more points that I want us to make. Um, If you don't mind speaking a little bit more about your experience, um, because you've gone, like we said, she's gone through it. Um, And then some other points that I wanted to make to really drive home what we've been saying so if you don't mind just talking about what you've been through um yeah so just kind of to be as clear as day um with people is that I did I did attempt suicide this year uh it was it was a very low point of my life I I had hit absolute rock bottom um Earlier this year, uh, my boyfriend of four years, the lovely Matthew Dalton Terry, um, he had passed away in May. Um, and that was, you know, add on to my already existing depression and anxiety, probably one of the most intense feelings I could have felt losing, you know, the person I love so much in this world. Um, really took everything out of me. Cannot imagine. Completely took everything out of me. My, I, I was so, just so gone, just so gone. And, you know, when you're in that type of state where you just, I stopped caring about myself completely. I was like, I don't care at all. So, you know, I stopped taking my antidepressants. I, you know, didn't eat. I wasn't eating. I didn't sleep. I, which, even if, you know, even for a mentally sound, like mentally healthy person, all of those things are absolutely horrible to do to yourself. And then you add on, um, you know, that those chemical imbalances and you're just in, you're in for some trouble. And, you know, I even had, I had friends that I knew were worried, were worried about me doing something, um, because they knew who I was and they knew, you know, how I handled things, which wasn't very good. So yeah, I, um, back in, let's see, it was on June 5th. Um, so it's, 
you know, been a few months. Um, I've had to self-reflect on what I had done, but um, yeah, I did that on June 5th. I was in the hospital, um, and then it just pretty much went a whole different, whole different side of life from there. Um, I decided that that was enough shame. I, I, I felt so much shame from doing that when I woke up in the hospital the next day, when I woke up in the hospital that night, you know, I was like, wow, whoa, well, you know, what did I do? Or, you know, this is going to hurt people. And it did. It got people mad. Um, I lost friends. I, you know, which, you know, I, I wanted people to be mad at me. I was glad that, you know, my family was like, what, you know, like, what are you doing? And my friends were like, Sydney, I've never been more mad at you in my life okay, that's, that's great because if they weren't mad at me, they don't love me. You know, that's, that's the thing. So yeah, show their love. The way they showed their love and it's such a hard, I can't imagine, you know, so, so I can't imagine one of my friends attempting suicide and being there for them. So having it be reversed, uh, I am so thankful for the people that were there for me. I can't even, oh God, I can't even express that enough. But yeah, so that, um, that was really a turning point for me this year um i was like okay self-reflect what do i not need and what do i need in my life really i took a hit on my values it's like what do i really value now um because shit like i you know i could have lost it all and could have hurt so many people i i you know and and the way i was hurting over losing matthew i was like oh my god i could have just done that to you know, other people. Yeah. I could, and I know, you know, everyone in this town was so shook about Matthew. He was such a vital part in so many people's lives. But, you know, I could have just then done you. that. Yeah, I could have just then done that again to so many people. And, um, really. But that's also, that, sorry, I don't know. Yeah, you just that's don't think also, about that. Yeah, and that's also something to think about when yeah. you're mad at somebody or think that it's a selfish act. Oh my God. It's not in no way, shape, or form no. did I think let me say this though. In no way, shape, or form did I think of any of this stuff before I had attempted suicide. No, you're no, no. You're so no, no. consumed with <laughs> I thinking was of other so things. consumed in my own grief and mental health. And hurt and, and all hurt of that. that. I had absolutely no no thoughts on anybody else. No. I didn't think about what my mom would do. I didn't think about my family. I didn't think about friends. I didn't think about shit other than I'm done. Other than I'm done. And in that moment when I did it, I was just done. And and some people think that truly life is better without them. That their yeah. friends and their family will benefit yeah. from them not being there. So that's yeah. another mindset that a suicidal person can yeah. have that was That's a important big, to remember yeah that was a big role um what kind of kind of a little bit of how I felt with um after I had gone through losing Matthew I was just like I am I and I kind of felt it in a weird way I just felt like a reminder to a lot of people of Matt and I could see it in people's faces especially in the beginning yeah. And I just, you know, it made me feel almost, like, bad to those people. And so it was, oh, shit. What a heavy load for you to carry. A hurricane of everything. But, yeah, no, so you're not not crazy for having, you know, those type of thoughts. You're not a bad person. You're not selfish. You're not, you know, all of those stigmas and words that float around the word suicide. They're not who you are they're not who you are and no. that's not 
your right mind that's no. like the illness oh talking. It is your illness. It is. I was completely and totally mentally ill. I had hit such a mentally ill point. It was as if my whole body was broken. And so, yeah, I hit that point. And um, one thing that just really hit me hard and kind of turned me around was the backlash I faced from other people. You know, the backlash of my suicide attempt was some people were just like, yeah, I can never be your friend again. And it's like, okay, that's, that is a choice you can make and I will let you make that. And then I'm going to go very on evolved with of you. Yeah. Very evolved of you. Yeah. And then, then I'm it's just going to go on with myself because, you know, that's just what you have to do. So to yeah. anybody who has been a suicide attempt survivor, you're strong as hell. And, yes. Yes. And yes. if you learned from it, hell yes, because it is one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned in my entire life. And if you need people to talk to about it, you know, therapy or, you know, I'm going to have Whitney put my information yes. on this podcast. Message me. Yes. I will talk to you. you both know. of us. Either yeah. Sydney is amazing because she has like firsthand experience of it. Yeah. But we're both, I mean, here yeah. for you. You have people here for you. You are yeah. never alone. You have people there. Yeah. And I you. just, and that's just a big thing. And I know for me hearing, uh, or when, after I had, gotten out of the hospital and just felt so much shame and so horrible about myself one of the things that really got me through it was going online and searching people's accounts up who had like attempted suicide and like lived through it and like does this get better (laughs) I feel horrible right now is this gonna get better and it does it does it it might not feel like it and you'll feel like it's still just staying the same and then you'll one day stop and be like holy shit I've made a little bit of progress yes so even just a little bit of progress yes. is huge. So. And I think it's I think it would astound us all if we knew how many people are walking around with mental health issues or oh, thoughts like these. Just lost a loved one. Yes. You just, don't know, truly. And sometimes no the heaviest hearts hide behind the brightest smile, so you mm-hmm. never truly know. I laugh all the time. Yes. <laughs> and so it's I laugh. Literally 90% of the time. And like, sometimes it's the people like Sydney, like who are laughing mm-hmm. or who are trying to lift others up mm-hmm. who are having the hardest times. And so that's important to remember too. And to know that you're not in this alone. Like yeah. other people are having these issues too. And yeah. it's just that it's not being talked about because of the stigma, because of whatever reason. And so that's important to know too. And that's why it, it's so important and crucial to be talked about, to make it acceptable and um yeah accessible to people to talk about um because you can prevent so so much you can prevent so much from happening and I know you know I know I know if I would have actually done if I would have actually gone through if it would have worked (laughs) see it's still even hard because to even say if I actually committed suicide it's such a because it is it is it's a very sensitive subject but at the same and thank time, you for having the bravery to talk yeah, about but it at the same time I wow. want to talk about it because there are people who just never talk about it and then those are the ones whose lives are gone you know I reading these statistics we have over a million people a year even just committing oh, like and then think about the... trying to do it maybe they don't pull it off but just even trying to do it and think about the toll that mentally takes on people and I how many people have the thoughts that just haven't yet gotten to just the point the where they've tried that, it yes, that just that's not scary gone. they're like oh my god i can't eat. you know there's so many oh, you're, you're so not scary. crazy for having those thoughts no and you're, you're not, not alone and you're not alone and there are t- so many resources yes there's so many resources. Online, like they're just 
please, please use your resources. Yes, exactly. And um, love people. Just love people and love yourself Be through kind. it. Just love yourself through it, whatever you're going through. Yeah. And you can't get to self-love through hate. No. And um, it's important to, like Sydney said, self-reflect. Um, high five on that, sister, because yeah. I always say that, like, <laughs> self-reflection is key. Um, it's yeah. so important. Um, it's so important to work on getting solid with yourself to withstand criticism and know that it's a continual process. Know that if people are judging you for your mental health issue, again, it comes from their, their insecurities, their fears, their lack of education, lack of awareness. So try at least yeah. to extend some grace for them and understanding and empathy. Um Life is hard, man. Life is so hard. <laughs> sometimes. Life is hard, dude. It we're is. all doing it. We're all trying. We're all to in do it. it. Yes. Like, we're all, so why are you know if right. someone's going through it with a different type of mindset because they got a chemical imbalance? Let's just do what we can to help. Yes. <laughs> yes. And even if you don't necessarily subscribe to some of these like beliefs or mental health yeah. issues, at least don't actively deny it yeah. or vocally deny oh, it at least please. keep it to yourself at the very yeah. least yeah please cause you're really because you know there are those people who have absolutely no one and when they see that their thoughts are being invalidated oh. and people are talking like they're not they don't have a right to feel the way they feel that you can, can do such harm yeah oh. someone in a hole it's so. dangerous it is so dangerous i mean think like suicide you know it's it's huge it's huge and it's very huge among you know my age group of 18 to like 30 year olds that's the I think the biggest age group on committing suicide right now is like it's, it's like 18 to 27 it's and it's uh, it's so it's, it's tragic hard. it's hard it's tragic it's so increasing just care about people reach out and um so we addressed some of the other questions that I was asked through my canvas on Instagram, another one that we haven't yet covered, um, and this will be the last point. So thank you for sticking with us this long, um, is postpartum depression. And this is something that is extremely important to be aware of. No Mamas, worries. before you give birth, be aware of the risks of it mm -hmm. um, and the probability and the likelihood of experiencing postpartum depression because then that prepares you to recognize the signs discuss it with your healthcare provider and nip it in the bud because it is dangerous and it is not something to dismiss yeah. or to tread lightly with you have to be on guard and on high alert for it because it can just take yeah. you out and it's not even just you you matter but it's also your little one or ones if you have multiples <laughs> you yeah you are not just responsible for your life, you're responsible for your littles. And it's, again, it's your illness, it's not you. So it's not a judgment on your um, fitness to be a mother or a parent. Yeah. It is your people. imbalance, because hormones are jacked yeah. up after you have kids. Yeah. And I've talked to so many, to friends, to strangers, to associates, who have experienced postpartum depression severely, yeah. and they've started to have thoughts of wanting to swerve into oncoming traffic yeah. to shake their baby or to drown their baby and I am just in awe of them for having the courage to actually like acknowledge those feelings and share yeah. those because that's that's so hard because you're already feeling under judgment as a parent especially a oh, new God. parent if it's your first but to be able to admit 
yeah, I had thoughts of harming my baby because you're already feeling like you're being judged for not being a good enough parent. I think that just comes with the territory. It's like a rite of passage feeling judged. (laughs) But it's again, like it's not you. It is the illness. It's your hormones. And so that's important to remember. Um, and that can happen to people who, you know, have never, you've never experienced a good point. Day in your life. Good point. And then all of a sudden you're feeling these feelings after it's having you. your child. And yeah, you really, you got to talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist about it because yeah, it's not, it's not a normal thing. And you're, you do have a imbalance now that has been caused by, you know, whatever had happened or, you know, it, God, it happens to so many people that it's just, I can't believe there's still a stigma attached, but I know. <laughs> I'm still in like denial that still there's a here. stigma. Well, we still have racism and we still have all the but other nonsense yeah. that's still going on. It's not 1960 oh, still? Wait, are you sure? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, shit. So, yes, thank you. I cannot thank you enough for mm-hmm. having thank the you. courage to share your experiences and your insight. Um, is there anything you want to say? in parting or anything that you want people to know other than what we've talked about? I honestly think we covered such a base of topics. I just, I, you know, if it's just, it helps just one single person, then that's, you know, that's great. And that's what I care about because it is hard to talk about. It is taboo. Um, but you're not alone. And I know that that's said a lot, but holy shit, you're not. Um, talk to somebody, find someone. If, you know, you feel super alone, even surrounded by who you're surrounded by, reach out to me, reach out to Whitney. Um, there's always going to be someone willing to listen. I do know that. So, yes. Go mental health. And you're loved. Yes. And just, you know, do your best to understand people. I know it's hard, but doing your best is all that we ask for. The effort. Just the, the effort. 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 That's, That's it. it. That's it. So I want from you. So, so like yeah. we can all give some effort, right? Yeah. So <laughs> not asking nasty. too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sydney. Um, peace and blessings to you all. And <laughs> thank you. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review.